Hello, and thank you for joining us for Fairies and Dragons, Ponies and Knights, Episode 13, Fairies. If this is your first time listening to Fairies and Dragons, Ponies and Knights, you might want to start listening at Episode 1 so that you can get the full story. My name is Marin Langdon Spillane, and today we are thrilled to welcome special guest artist Daniel Partira. Please check the show notes for links to more of Daniel's artwork. We also want to take a moment to share another great podcast from a fellow member of Kids Listen. Wyatt, Wyatt, guess what? What is it, Bree? I just heard this really cool ad. An ad? Don't those just exist to be annoying? Yes, but not this one. Listen! Do you want great stories for your kids? Do you want them to be fun and entertaining, all while teaching them good morals that they will take into adulthood? If so, check out Whenever Wherever Kids Podcast. Whenever Wherever Kids Podcast is a kids' story podcast that produces weekly episodes, each with a unique story and a unique moral. I've listened to some of their episodes. They have morals like good manners, generosity, forgiveness, and more. Well, how much does it cost? Nothing! It's free on every major podcasting platform. Spotify? Yep. Apple Podcasts? Of course. Even? Yes, all of them, Wyatt. They're also a part of Kids Listen, so you know they're legit. Cool. Let's give it a listen. If you want to hear great stories with morals your children will take into adulthood, go find Whenever Wherever Kids Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, one thing that I love about stories that you listen to is that everyone imagines the story a little bit differently. I know how it looks in my head, but I love to see how other people imagine things. So I encourage all of you listeners to grab your favorite art supplies and draw, sculpt, paint, or create anything that you're inspired to while listening. Then you can share your creation with us during one of our live shows, post on our Facebook page, or email us at PetraTheDragon at gmail.com. And now, let us begin. Episode 13 of Fairies and Dragons, Ponies and Knights. Fairies. Previously on Fad Pack, Beatrice the Dragon set off on a quest to find the fairies and ponies aided by two humans from the city of Durga, Tom Thomas, a stable boy, and Talora Shamsa, a knight in training. While defending her baby smudge from an attacking unicorn, Beatrice is stabbed by the unicorn's horn. Tom pursues the unicorn and finally gains its trust. Realizing that Beatrice and the others have been traveling by river and therefore might be too far ahead to catch up with in time for the unicorn to help heal Beatrice, Tom despairs. But then the unicorn connects them to the realm of the fairies, and everything changes. The glow spread to the unicorn's whole body, and then the forest and canyon around them was illuminated in a pulsing white light. Suddenly there was a flash of even brighter light, and then everything was dark again. Well, not completely dark. It took a while for Tom's eyes to readjust, but as he blinked furiously, he began to see tiny pinpricks of light around him, and as he watched, these pinpricks grew more numerous and intensely bright, until there was light everywhere, fluorescent light in hundreds of different colors. It was as if all of the plants, insects, and rocks were glowing vibrantly lit from within. In his peripheral vision, he thought he detected small, flying shapes around him. But when he turned to identify them, they were gone. 
Tom gasped as he realized that he was seeing, for the first time in his life, the fairies. Tom looked over at Mintini, the unicorn, his horn still glowing with a strange light. They were still in the clearing with the pool nearby, yet everything was different. Besides the glow that seemed to be emanating from everything around them, the little waterfall looked as though it was falling in slow motion, each drop of water like a glistening diamond. And the pool looked as though it was made of mercury, the surface rippling luxuriously. What had the unicorn done? It felt almost like he had pulled back some kind of a curtain, and beyond that curtain was an entirely different world that had existed beside them all along, but only becoming visible just now. Suddenly, Tom realized that one of the mysterious flying shapes was moving toward him, and this time he could make it out clearly. His jaw dropped. The shape was joined by another, and the two small winged creatures paused so that they were hovering in mid-air in front of the unicorn. They were about as tall as Tom's hand, roughly human in shape, and suspended by multifaceted wings that reminded Tom of a dragonfly's. Their bodies shimmered and sparkled, and their long hair rippled down their backs, glowing like a lava flow. These were fairies. Tom tried to shut his mouth, but he couldn't quite manage it. He began to notice that the flying shapes were everywhere, dozens of them, filling the clearing with their gentle luminescence. Then, one of the fairies hovering in front of the unicorn spoke. "'Oh, great, Mintini,' it said. "'To what do we owe this rare pleasure?' must be where the fairies live, Tom thought. Somehow the unicorn had brought them here to this world, so like their own and yet also completely different. And apparently the unicorn's name was Mintini. He hadn't just made that up. The unicorn huffed and nodded towards Tom. The two fairies, who apparently hadn't yet seen Tom, turned to look in his direction. Ah! They screamed as soon as they saw him. Human! It was as if someone had paused everything. The flow of the waterfall froze completely, the trees ceased to rustle, and the hovering fairies in the clearing stopped moving, but only for an instant. In the next second, a handful of fairies, including the two who had addressed the unicorn, flew at Tom. By this point, Tom was feeling extremely nervous. The energy in the clearing had shifted from dreamy and peaceful to alert and tense. He looked over at the unicorn, who seemed unconcerned. Tom gulped and stood up straight, staring at the fairies as they paused in midair before his face. They began to circle around his head and fly up and down his body, talking as they went. Ugh, human! Disgusting! I like it. Can I poke it? The smell, like horse droppings. What do you think it tastes like? Its hair is an absolute bird's nest. And don't get me started on those clothes. Ooh, but pockets. Can I ride in one? As Tom held still, feeling extremely vulnerable, he observed his welcome committee. Now that they were closer, he could see that their ears were pointed and their eyes were bright with shining black irises. Each fairy's skin glowed and shimmered in a different color. Their thin wings were transparent and beat quickly like a hummingbird's, only without the buzzing sound. They all seemed to be the same age, one minute looking very young, but the next, somehow, absolutely ancient. They were gorgeous and completely mesmerizing to look at. Their voices were melodic and tinkling, reminding Tom of little bells. Tom heard a loud buzzing in his ear and felt a tiny hand poke inside. Ooh, look, a gold mine! Ah, hey, stop that! 
said Tom, involuntarily swatting at the fairy. Ah! We've been attacked! Typical human, always resorting to violence. Respond in kind! Battle formation! The fairies quickly fluttered away from Tom, forming a half-circle in front of him. Wait, 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 said Tom. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to swat at you. It's just, that was my ear. Want to keep your gold to yourself, eh? said a fairy with dark purple skin in front of him. Hmm, well, I can understand that. It's not gold, it's just, um, it's, um, earwax. Prove it, said another fairy with pale yellow skin. Give me some. This wasn't what Tom would have guessed he'd be doing upon first meeting fairies, but he obligingly reached into his ear and dug out some earwax. Then he offered it to the fairies. They crowded around. Ooh, gold, they all seemed to say at once. The yellow fairy swooped down to Tom's finger and scooped some off of the tip. It's beautiful, the fairy sighed, holding it up to get a better look, and so much softer than regular gold. Tom was trying very hard not to laugh. He turned to Mintini and said, I had no idea my earwax was so special. Look at how much she likes it. The yellow fairy glanced sharply up from the earwax cupped in its hands. She? Oh, I'm sorry. He, Tom said hastily. The yellow fairy was staring in confusion at Tom. I am Citrine. Not he, not she. Then the purple fairy swooped in, sighing, and addressed the yellow fairy. Remember, Citrine, these humans love their labels. They feel the need to categorize and define everything with their he's and she's. Citrine made a face like an unpleasant smell was on the air. Oh, of course. How restrictive. I am Citrine from the Quartz family of the Crystal Fairies. I manifest abundance, wealth, prosperity, and creativity. The Purple Fairy turned to study Tom. And I am Amethyst. I manifest health and healing. We are not he or she. We are all. We are everything. We are multitudes. You may call us by our names. Tom tried to take this all in, still staring agape at the fairies. The fairy called Citrine spoke. Oh dear, we seem to have broken it. Its mouth parts are stuck open. Anyway, human, thank you for the earwax gold. You are very welcome, Tom finally managed. The fairies stopped examining the earwax and resumed their battle formation. The purple one, Amethyst, spoke first. All right, you, what's your name? Tom Thomas. What was that? asked the fairy. Thomas, repeated Tom. Tom Thomas. All right, then, Thomas, Tom Thomas. We're taking you to Carnelian, the diamond wing. They'll sort this out. Follow us. The formation of fairies turned and started flying back toward the waterfall, disappearing behind the curtain of water. Tom looked around. There seemed to be hundreds of tiny faces watching him from behind rocks, trees, and bushes. He didn't have any choice but to follow them. He would have to go through the water. He looked at the unicorn. Mytini touched the water with his hoof, freezing it once more so that they could walk across. Thanks, said Tom, stepping out onto the ice behind the fairies. He looked behind him. Mytini was following. That made Tom feel much better. When they reached the waterfall, Tom noticed that each individual drop of water could be seen and distinguished from the rest as they fell in slow motion like little balls of glass. Time must travel much differently here, he thought. As he pushed through the drops, they wet his face, hair, and clothes. Felt good, refreshing, and cleansing. 
Tom and the unicorn emerged from the waterfall into a wide tunnel. It glowed in the delicate light emanating from crystals all around, embedded in the walls, ceilings, and floors, and lying in huge chunks on the ground. Tom followed the fairies deeper in as the tunnel wound around and sloped downwards. They passed dozens of fairies looking quite busy, some of them pausing to look at Tom with expressions of disgust or amusement. Tom noticed, however, that almost every fairy they passed dipped their heads respectfully toward the unicorn. They were led deeper and deeper into the cave until the tunnel opened up into a vast cavern. Amethyst fluttered near to Tom's ear and spoke, Welcome, human, to the realm of Carnelian, diamond wing of the crystal fairies. Tom gasped and looked around him in amazement. The crystals here were enormous. There was a large pool of still water with a small island at its center. The island had clear, tall crystals growing out of it in all different directions and at many different heights. On the tallest crystal, Tom could barely make out a tiny fairy sitting at its top. Once they reached the edge of the pool, Amethyst spoke. Your Majesty, I present Thomas Tom Thomas, the human, and Mintini, the unicorn. Tom, Tom Thomas, Tom corrected the fairy. My apologies, Tom Tom Thomas, the human. No, 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 just Tom, corrected Tom again. My apologies, your majesty, this human speaks in riddles and rhymes. Tom Tom, the human. Tom didn't feel like correcting the fairy again. The fairy sitting on the tall crystal spoke in a voice so clear and sharp Tom could feel it in his bones. Thank you, Amethyst. Welcome, Mintini. It has been a long time. And welcome, Tom Tom the human. It has been far longer since we've had one of your kind in our halls. The fairy's voice filled the cavern, and light seemed to dance off the crystals as they spoke. Come closer. The fairies that had led Tom and Mintini into the cave flew to the island and perched neatly on top of the crystal formations. Tom reached out with his foot to step into the water, but his foot didn't sink. Instead, it rested firmly on top of the surface. It was solid and smooth, like glass. He took another step, and another. He was walking on top of the water, if water is what this was. He looked down, noticing brightly colored fish swimming lazily below his feet. It was definitely water. Mintini followed closely behind him, and together they walked quietly up to the island. Tom stopped when he reached the crystal with Carnelian perched on top, and looked directly into the fairy's eyes, which were almost level with his own. The fairy's skin was a lustrous brownish red, and their wings seemed much bigger than the other fairies, and shaped more like a butterfly's. Carnelian wore a crown that looked as though it were made entirely of diamonds. Ah, much better. I am Carnelian, diamond wing of the crystal fairies. Welcome to my palace. Mintini, I see that you have very generously let this human rub mud all over you, and I'm sure that that was a lovely bonding experience for both of you and so on. But perhaps you would allow Amethyst here to heal you properly. Tom looked sheepishly at where he had rubbed his poultices across Mintini's wounds, and it did indeed look rather shabby here, in this fairy palace, surrounded by ethereal light and beauty. Mintini bowed his head to Carnelian, and Amethyst flew out from their perch and began fluttering around Mintini, examining the wounds. "'Ew, muddy,' complained Amethyst, who continued to mutter as they flew slowly around Mintini, examining the unicorn closely. Tom could make out phrases such as, incompetent human healing practices, and getting mud out of this coat is going to be an absolute nightmare. 
Carnelian spoke over Amethyst's indignant words. "'Now tell me, Tom-Tom, what brings you here? "'It must be very important, for my teeny knows the risk.' "'What... what is the risk?' asked Tom nervously. Carnelian smiled. "'The risk! "'Ah, well, it is simple. "'No human may enter our caves and expect to leave, of course, "'unless we find you worthy.' Mindini seems to think you might be, but we'll have to see for ourselves. So tell me, what brings you here? There was something frightening in Carnelian's level gaze, but Tom found himself unable to glance away from the rich golden brown of her eyes. No, not her, he reminded himself. Carnelian. It made sense. Her or him didn't seem to fit Carnelian or any of the fairies, really. Much in the same way that calling them old or young didn't fit. He gulped and tried to answer. Um, well, I'm not sure exactly. Mintini brought me here. I guess I don't really know why. Tom glanced over at Mintini, who he thought was looking vaguely embarrassed. Carnelian sighed in exasperation. Ugh, I have forgotten how tedious speaking to humans can be. You don't know anything. Carnelian slowed their speech and spoke loudly. Why do you think Mintini brought you here? How long have the two of you been friends? Um, about an hour, said Tom. No, Tom Tom, no, that is not what Mintini says, replied Cornelian. Mintini says you've been friends for much longer, but that he hasn't seen your kind for over a thousand years. He wasn't certain until you touched his horn and said his name. Then he knew. It was the name that your... Oh, what do you call it? Um, grandmother? Great, great grandmother? I don't even know. How many greats would that be? Amethyst, will you figure that out, please? It was the name that your some number of greats grandmother gave to him a long, long time ago. Um, Arla. Arla Tomasi. An image of the picture he had seen of a girl riding a unicorn flashed into Tom's mind, the name Arla Tomasi written below it. Did that mean that his ancestors had known Mintini? How? old was this unicorn anyway? He gaped at Mintini, his mind exploding. What? How is that? What are you? Oh, stop that, said Carnelian. You are going to catch a fish in that mouth. Now, let's try this again. What brought you here? And if you say that Mintini brought you, I will turn you into a horsefly. Mintini, I believe, said something about a dragon. Tom snapped out of it. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, 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 that's why I'm here. Uh, I need your help. We're here because of a very good friend of mine, a dragon. Mintini stabbed her with his horn, and now she's going to die unless we get to her in time. Can you help us? Hmm. A human who is friends with unicorns and dragons. Very interesting, Tom Tom. You seem more worthy every moment, despite your enormous unblinking eyes and constantly gaping mouth. Why are you traveling with dragons? Uh, well, 
it's a uh, it's complicated. We're on a mission to find well to find the the ponies and, and fairies. <laughs> actually, the dragon, the dragon who's hurt. She's the keeper of Scrag Mountain. She she like takes care of it, I guess. And uh, she thinks that the ponies and the fairies have been causing her problems, and that they stole one of her eggs, her baby. So so she wants to find them and um, you know, try to figure out what's going on without getting all dragon crazy. You know, I mean um, she wants to do it peacefully. He added quickly as Carnelian's eyes narrowed. Ahem, interrupted Amethyst, who had paused in their healing of Mintini. I believe that would be twenty-five greats, approximately, your majesty. Depending, of course, on the average lifespan and exact time of birth from generation to gener- Carnelian silenced Amethyst with a gesture and stared at Tom thoughtfully for a moment before speaking. No dragon has ever sought out the fairies, as far as I can remember. Very curious, very curious indeed. Carnelian seemed lost in thought. After a while, Tom asked tentatively, Do you, do you think you can help? A hint of a smile played across Carnelian's face. You know, Tom, Tom, I think I will help. The dragon, anyway. I'm interested in her mission, and she's looking for me, yes? I love that. You, on the other hand, it has been so long since I've had a human to look upon and to do my bidding. It is really such fun when we get one. Although if I kept you, I'm sure there would be a great boo-hooing amongst your friends, and honestly, I do find that very annoying. Carnelian paused. Perhaps if you pass a final test of your worthiness, I will consider releasing you. Tom was getting very nervous. There were countless stories about the mischief of fairies, their tests and riddles, and what happened to poor humans who failed them. Carnelian was beaming at Tom now. Yes, I've got it. I would like a song. The song must make me laugh. If your song can make me laugh, you may go. If not, you must stay here forever. Or for your forever, anyway, which really isn't very long for us, of course. Anyway, funny song. It has been just such a long time since I've heard something funny. Amethyst's jokes have been getting old for ages. But, Your Grace, I don't have any jokes, said Amethyst. My point exactly, replied Carnelian. Song, Tom Tom. Tom's mind started to race. A funny song? Tom knew hundreds of songs he loved to sing, but how many of them were funny? And would Carnelian and Tom think the same things were funny? Also, he was so nervous he was having a hard time remembering any of the songs he knew. As soon as he thought he'd wrapped his mind around one, it slipped away like smoke. Hurry up! I am so exhausted from watching you think that I'm going to need a nap, said Carnelian. The only thing Tom's mind seemed to be able to hold on to was a song he'd made up to pass the time while he was cleaning out horse stalls. He had never sung it in front of anyone before. Here goes nothing, he thought, took a deep breath, and began. Oh, it's good to be a Thomas in the stables all day. We care for the horses, but it's more than just hay. When a horsey cooks up a special horsey pie, it's not the kind you eat, remember me, oh my, cause it's poop. Yeah, 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 it's just poop, poop. Poop-poop-dee-doop. It's not the stool that you sit on or the number two in math, but it's great for those roses that grow along the path. We may not have the beetles, but we've surely got the dung, and we never waste the waste in the gardens. It's flung, cause it's poop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just poop, poop, poop-poop-dee-doop. As long as you're careful not to step right in it, it'll be all over in a shovel-scooping minute. Cause we Thomases can handle the manure real good. We will clean up the stables just like we should. We scoop poop. Yeah, 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 we scoop poop. 
poop, 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 dee doop. Tom finished. He looked around. The room was silent. Everyone was staring at him. Carnelian's eyes were wide open and their jaw had dropped open. Tom looked at Mintini, who was again looking a little embarrassed. Tom could feel his face getting red. Had he really just sung a song about poop to a magical, powerful fairy ruler and his new unicorn friend? Then, suddenly, Carnelian's laugh rang out, breaking the silence. Ha! exclaimed Carnelian. Ha 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 ha! Again! Again! Sing it again! Oh, um, okay, said Tom, and he sang the song again. This time around, everyone in the room enjoyed the song more openly, a few fairies even joining in on the poop poop de doops Carnelian was grinning widely, relishing every word. When Tom finished, Carnelian fluttered into the air, clapping and flew directly up to Tom's face. Oh, Tom, Tom, you are just my most favorite. You are certainly worthy. Now let's go save your dragon friend. Hello again. If you'd like to know what happens next, please tune in for episode 14, Fairies and Dragons, Ponies and a Night in Training, with special guest artist Sarah Hopkins. Now, we have a very exciting announcement. We will be performing episodes 14 and 15, our final two episodes for season one, live on September 4th at 12.45 p.m. Our town, Northfield, Vermont, has a big old multi-day-long celebration for Labor Day, and we are so excited to be part of the lineup for this year's entertainment. If you're local, we'd love to see you there. If not, we will still be performing our final two episodes live on Zoom on September 5th, and we'll release the podcast versions as usual afterwards. We hope to see you in person or on Zoom for our last show of the season. If you're enjoying Fad Pack, there are a few simple and fun ways to support the show. You can leave us a rating or write a review on Apple Podcasts or the website podchaser.com. This is a great way to help others find the show, and it really means a lot to us. You can also shop from our online store at dirtroadtheater.com slash shop. Our store has stickers, t-shirts, hats, mugs, even a fad pack fanny pack and a fad pack backpack, all featuring work from our special guest artists. Or you can buy a ticket to one of our live Zoom shows where you'll be the first to hear the new episodes and you can share your drawings or thoughts about the show and chat with other listeners. For tickets to the live show, please visit dirtroadtheater.com slash fad pack. And now we'd like to share some moments from our live show. Hi, everybody. We've definitely got Daniel here. Well, I love, I love your outfit. This is amazing. So great. Is that chain mail? So, so cool. Um, so my question is, I loved, I loved the, the drawing you created. And I was curious why you chose to um, portray Tom from behind. I mean, I loved how much we could tell about him from his body language and just how his stance and everything. But I'm just curious where that decision came from. Well, when I was drawing, when I was imagining the picture in my head, I was trying to figure out a way to both show off the fairy, the fairy monarch and Tom at the same time. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get their faces both at the same time and still get the perspective right. So right. I figured I decided, okay, we're seeing things from Tom's perspective. So we're looking over his shoulder at the scene. That was the best way I could figure out to get Tom and the king at the same time, not the king, sorry, Carnelian, the diamond wing at the same time. Do you, do you want to tell us about some more of your adventures in the realms of fantasy storytelling? I've been watching fantasy movies, reading fantasy stories, and playing fantasy games for as long as I can live. So I've had a lot of images in my head, and it was fun to, to get them out. Aura? Yeah. This picture. Oh, that's so cool, Cora. 
Wow. I see Carnelian and one of the other fairies and Tom. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. That is so cool. I love seeing the fairy drawings for the first time. It's really exciting. We have a question for Dan. What program were you using to do your artwork? Uh, That was Photoshop. Photoshop. Cool. How long did you have to practice to get so good at it? Well, I'm 32 going on 33, and I've had a pencil in hand for as long as I can remember. So uh, (laughs) they say every drawing prepares you for the one that comes next. So uh, this has been a long time in the making. We really enjoyed watching it come together. Um, Oliver and Graceland, you had a question? Ooh, I've been holding my arm up so much it hurt. And I love your chainmail outfit. It is so cool. Thank you. Um, when we were learning about medieval history this year, um, we learned about chainmail. And I think it's so cool that you're wearing like a chainmail outfit. It's Thanks. Cool. I made it myself. I, I also wow. love the picture. I love how you... You gave Cornelian like those big, beautiful butterfly wings. Thank you. I figured that the the ruler of the of the fairies they deserve the monarch butterfly wings. So that's how they got that. Can I say what I want to say? Yeah, go ahead, Oliver. Well, this is my question, Dan. Well, that picture was just incredibly amazing, and I really really loved it thank you i uh took me over a week to do so took a while to get there but i'm glad you like it a week yes it did you must have been working really hard it was amazing oh yeah you like your chain mail outfit oh thank you yes sydney you have a a thought (laughs) thank you do do you want to tell them something yeah i really loved it you love the story and the pictures willow do you have one who's that that's the fairy and the unicorn. Will there be a season two? Yes, there will definitely be a season two. <laughs> we have thoughts. We have many thoughts. Oh, that's so, so exciting! Yeah, we're gonna take a little break once we finish with season yeah. one, but we'll we'll get it we'll get it up on its feet as soon as we can for sure. Oh, and for season two, um, if any of you out there have ideas about character or creatures that you'd like to see or meet, you should email Petra because this is the time where we're collecting as many fun ideas that we can come up with. So any ideas you have, please send them along. Yep. And that's it for episode 13. If you have any questions, comments, or artwork that you'd like to share with us, please email PetraTheDragon at gmail.com. Petra handles all of our communication and has been working very hard to use her claws for effective typing. Fairies and Dragons, Ponies and Knights is a proud member of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization of advocates for high-quality audio content for kids. You can find more great podcasts at kidslisten.org or download the app. If you'd like a full transcript of any of our episodes to read along or to read on your own, you can find a link at the bottom of the show notes. Fairies and Dragons, Ponies and Knights is made and recorded by Dirt Road Theatre in Northfield, Vermont. Our guest artist for episode 13 was Daniel Pertira. Check our show notes for links to Daniel's work. Fadpack was written and created by Dominic Graceland and Oliver Spillane and edited and performed by myself, Marin Langdon Spillane. The music you heard was composed by the amazing Nathan Lee. You can see more of his work at nathanlee.net. 
Thank you so much for listening. We hope you can join us next time.